Hello everybody and welcome to the long December. Now, with 50% more of one of us in the shop. Welcome to DWN Productions, THC Podcast, sponsored by Fast Custom Shirts here at YeahBoyGob.com. Joe, how was your week? Uh, the week was busy, Tom. Uh, yeah, I was busy preparing for Horror for the Holidays, the ninth annual in Austin, Texas. And I went to that and it was much better this year because they didn't hold it on the weekend right after Thanksgiving. You know, Black Friday, the weekend that people are still in town. The past two years have been okay, but not as good as they were previous this year it was fucking great because yeah that timing makes a difference uh this show you know it's a holiday market thing you know but spread over two days and uh you know you see people there some of them have some good shit a lot of people don't have good shit you know they just have stuff that i personally wouldn't buy maybe other people would you know there's just some little knickknacks that I'm not into, but other people do have knickknacks that I think, hey, that's pretty cool. But uh, I try not to buy much for myself during the holidays, and since nobody except for my daughter in my family is into horror and stuff, then, you know, I'm not gonna really buy anything. Uh, but on the way home, Tom, so, you know, packed up, took off. Oh, a special thanks to the buddy Max Meehan for uh, for letting me crash at his place and hang out, let me fall asleep while uh, he put on uh, the terror within. But we'll get to that a little later and uh, watch some other stuff with him that I fell asleep on too. Because I'm an old man, Tom. I get tired of down on a comfortable couch and there's a movie going. I'm just going to fall asleep now, you know? Um, so to be fair, that's... That's not anything new. That's happened ever since I first met you. So. I've been old for a while. <laughs> uh, so on the way home, I stopped and picked up Robert, the neighbor, because he was doing a vacation thing, and I picked up him and Belton. And then we stopped at a at a store, and this was an odd little store, Tom. It had a like it's said like a smokehouse thing, the Texas best smokehouse. So I thought they'd have some like good like little meats and bags or something, some good looking jerkies or something, but it wasn't really like a Texas flair. So I picked up some kangaroo jerky. You know, those animals down under that hop around and shit and you know fight people if you put boxing gloves on them. Um, fuck, this is not good. This is not good at all. This tastes like shit. You know, it's just like, fuck, you know, where's that soda I bought just to wash that down or just spit it out the window or shit. What was it, like bullfrog jizz? What kind of wacky pop did you get? Uh, some kind of weird Mountain Dew flavors or something, but they did have shit like that. You know, they had root beer with bacon flavor. It's, what the fuck? You know, it's just like a, like an oddities of snacks place, you know? Um, Yeah. And then fought traffic for a Sunday night. Traffic was like really fucking idiotic. People were cutting across three or four lanes and shit, you know. And 
I don't think they were drunk. I just think they were assholes. But, uh, but yeah, the show was good. Thank you, Blood Over Texas, uh, for having me out there again. Well, I mean, I paid to be out there, but, you know, you could say no anyway. You know, I'm sure you do to some people. Uh, yeah, that was, that was my week. How about yours? Well, what was the hail situation like? No hail this time, thankfully. Thank, you know. I did say my prayers and went to mass or catechism, whatever the fuck they call it. I went to that before. I, no, I didn't. Uh, yeah, because, you know, I know it's Christmas and everything, but I ain't into all that Jesus stuff. Um, I don't know, Tom. That, that's for well, it. Maybe, Joe, maybe you should let him be into you. Not in your ass, into your heart, I mean. Maybe on my deathbed, you know. <laughs> we said before, like, my great, in our greatest fears list, that's one of mine that I'll just fucking cave and start praying, you know, right as I'm dying. Oh, please, Jesus, please let me in. Let your lost son back into the fold. Yeah, hopefully not. Oh, shit. We switched places, Tom. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. Now I gotta fucking restructure myself. You know? <laughs> Lost. Oh, so maybe the doing it on the phone is gonna be just about the same there, Joe. Oh, 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 <laughs> like, like we're in sync instead of, uh, you know, there, there was a delay. There was a lag, as you call it. And I'm not getting it now. So this is better for now? Yeah. Yeah, okay. what did you make? Are we having a lag or anything? Yeah, I did the uh, Tales from the Crypt reviews last night. I usually do them on Monday. But since we're doing this, I switched them around and shit. So uh, I did it inside. And, yeah, it was a little fucked. When I did the Godzilla ones on this, this is fine. You know what I found out? Okay. I have LTE internet. And that was like the good internet you would get on your phone like two generations ago. Yeah. <laughs> so this, my actual phone, the 5G or whatever the fuck garbage it's on now, oh, it makes it run better. All that equipment in there that was bought. And sh- ah, just use your phone, fat boy. You can't get incoming calls, which we'll get to. But, you know, go out in the shop and use the old, old phone. Jake in the, in the comment section says that you sound, uh, that there's no lag, but you do sound queer. <laughs> no, it's, uh, oh, he like says I'm... Fun. You sound funny. I'm sorry. I read that wrong. Yeah. Like, um, cause they, uh, what's it? The microphone's not that great. It's just the microphone that's on the phone. So I am going to go to old AT&T this week and see what they can do for internet because they say that they offer the fiber internet by me, which, uh, one of my buddies said that's the best you can get. We'll see. But uh, last week, maybe the end of last, I forget when, probably, maybe the, I, Let about me two weeks. If I may, just, just bear in mind that when we got fiber here, that's when my uh, connection with my laptop was fucking, because the laptop's <laughs> old, and it's not good enough for fiber. 
So. I will. I'll ask questions for sure. Okay. Um. So yeah, about two weeks ago, uh, I got a hold of this uh, contractor because the fucking the back door is like kind of off and not shutting right. You know, come to notice. Oh, I think something might be fucked up with the foundation. Terrific. So, uh, this dude, I called him like, uh, two months ago, and he says, Yeah, you know, because of the lack of rain, the drought and shit, give it two months just to make sure it isn't foundation and shit. So it was the time to call him. I was like, Hey, man, uh, are you able to come out? We set a date. And then that date came and went, nothing. I was like, well, what the fuck? So then I hit him up like around five, six. Hey, just seeing what's going on. Oh, I'll, I'll be there tomorrow by 8.30. I said, all right, fine. So it's like 10 a.m. I woke up early just to be up and shit. Sent him a text, hey, where are you? Nothing for like a half hour. And he was like, I was just said, all right, your services are no longer needed. Don't bother coming. <laughs> and then uh, he called back right away. And I said, fuck this. I'm like, I'm not, of course he's going, oh, no, no, I want to get the job and the money. I'll, I'll, so I'll call. And I didn't even bother. So uh, early last week, my phone's blowing up in the morning. I have all these voice messages. Turns out I had voice messages from months ago. People saying, oh, I don't know what's going on. Your phone's just going straight to voicemail. <laughs> I've never got any of these fucking calls. And four of the messages were from that dude saying fucking, hey, uh, I got to reschedule. <laughs> Something came up. <laughs> <laughs> when I got that shit, though, I was like, oh, fuck. So I did send him a text and let him know and apologize and all that shit. But I ain't going to want to fucking work here. I understand that shit. <laughs> but yeah, so now I got to look into fucking a new phone provider, too, if I can't even get incoming calls. Well, try not to insult them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're doing that. No, but I did. I apologize. I said, oh, shit, dude, I heard that. My bad. I thought you were just, you know, fucking ignoring me. Oh. But that's fine. I wouldn't have replied or said anything either. I can't fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so now I got to fucking find somebody to check the old foundation on the house because that's a cheap repair. Well, it's just... Fixed, Tom. I'll go up there, me, you, and Corey. We'll knock that shit out. <laughs> nice. What do we do? Spray foam underneath or yeah, some shit? Exactly. Okay. You got a lot of foam there already, right? I do. And a lot of marshmallow fluff. So hopefully that'll help too. If not, it'll just fill our bellies while we work. You ever eat any marshmallow fluff and peanut butter sandwiches? <laughs> what the fuck that is? No. You don't know what marshmallow fluff is? No. Maybe you aren't white, Joe. Maybe <laughs> you aren't white. 
Oh, shit. Well, I watched nothing but winners this week, Joe. I saw you were on a there with documentaries and such. That is exactly what I was going to get into. So it turns out Old Vinegar Syndrome did release King on Screen, that documentary about Stephen King adaptations. Ah, fuck. So... I guess this is some foreign shit, and uh, they wanted to have these wraparounds. So it's like a lady going into a town, and there's all these Stephen King references, and uh, Mick Garris is in there making a cameo, and John Russo, and all these fucking other people, they're in there making cameos, all these Stephen King references. And then people come in and talk about Stephen King and his movie adaptations and shit. Stephen King's nowhere to be found. He couldn't be bothered with this shit. And then it ends with fucking the lady. She was going to a creep shop to sell a painting or whatever. And uh, so it's the end. And old Russo's like, I wouldn't go out there. But he said it with way less personality than I did. And then she's like, oh, I'll be fine, tee-hee, mate. So she opens the door. Oh, the mist is coming in. And she walks out and blood hits the window and that's it. What is uh, to Stephen King with John Russo? Is there something I'm forgetting? Uh, they were fucking, I don't know, he was at a convention or something, and they got him to shoot this shit, I don't fucking know, dude. And I'm sure they talked to people like, uh, Jack Nicholson, right? No. Oh, Sissy Spacek? Not at all. Um, maybe, uh, Rob Reiner? Or James No. You know? Mm -mm. Hmm. And Mick Garris? You had uh, the guy who made that uh, vampire show from last year, whenever the fuck you're listening to this, uh, on Netflix, that uh, fucking Midnight Mass, is that the name of something? The director, Flanagan? Yeah, yeah, there you go. We'll get to him. And, you know, just a couple of directors and... You know, the usual faces that you can get for something the, of this. How about the lady that does uh, the voice of Lisa Simpson? Did they get her? <laughs> they did not. <laughs> Couldn't even get that, no. Not this time. Uh, she makes big money, so I would imagine not, you know. <laughs> oh, man, what's his nuts? The guy who directed uh, Friday the 13th, 6th? I don't know. <laughs> All the stars, Joe. Uh, Frank Darabont, he was in it. That's uh, They showed footage of Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't really give a fuck about a Stephen King. Like, I like Thinner because it sucks and I laugh at it. Creep Show's cool. Night Rider's cool because you know it sucks and it's fun to laugh at, but I don't really, I, mean, I don't want to go back and watch Christine. I liked that when I was a child, so I'll just never watch that again. 
We're gonna what? Did they talk about the running man? A little bit. Right. A little bit. Yeah, it was okay. If you're a fan of Steve McQueen and his adaptations, check it out. If not, don't bother. And then I watched, uh, what is it, 24 by 36, a documentary on movie posters. I guess it kind of is. Start out a little bit on, you know, how they would make these movie posters like fucking extravagant because you could put whatever you wanted to on a poster because it was a painted image didn't necessarily have to be what was in the movie just something to get people in there so we learn a little bit about the people who painted these posters and you know how the studio wouldn't let them sign them and all this kind of shit and then we talk about how they uh, like faded away from the painted posters in the 90s where uh, they just wanted big faces because big faces sold, you see, Joe. <laughs> so you had like those face collages, like the screen posters and face off and all that. And then for about 66% of the movie, they just talked about that company Mondo and companies like it. <laughs> Just make like these fucking new movie posters off of old posters or old movies and the people who collect them and the people who paint them. And it was like, oh, we started out good. Then we just kind of went into some bullshit here. Well, I mean, I call them Funko now because they were bought by Funko, but they were getting shitty before Funko bought them out. So that's not even, you can't blame Funko. Yeah. yeah it was uh if you're interested at all about like movie posters and shit first 30 minutes or so is all right and you know put it on in the vacuum put it on in the background and vacuum or some shit so it is what it is mm-hmm. i know sometimes it's hard to see the forest through the trees did they talk to uh, Drew Struzan, who did a shitload of posters in the 80s? They might have, but they <laughs> definitely talked about him. Okay, yeah, I'm just saying, because he does conventions, so I figured maybe they cornered him at some point. If he's still alive, then I would say yes. Yeah, it was... I mean, it just turned into a fucking commercial, so... I think those are the only two documentaries I watched there, Joe. Well, shortly after we recorded our last episode, Tom, I turned on and watched another 2023 movie. And this one is called Oregon Trail. Not Oregon, like the state. This is Oregon Trail. Uh, like the organs in your body. Why? Because is it about organ harvesting? No. Is it about, look, I don't know why they picked this thing. Maybe because they thought, somebody thought it was funny, you know, and I thought, well, with that, they're making like one of these new modern horror comedies, and I'll give it a shot, even though I don't like a lot of the comedies that are out now or shit that other people think is funny. Uh, I know that there was a video game. Nobody needs to fucking tell me that. I fucking know. But uh, this is not based on that video game either. 
this is about a family of pioneers that is going down the Oregon Trail, I guess, to find, you know, some land that they can settle on and not have to deal with minorities or whatever. But uh, they are ambushed by uh, by some outlaws. You know, they set it up to where there's this lady that that they save, they rescue her, and they nurse her back to health. And then when they're unawares, the outlaws come in and they kill everybody except for the the young daughter. And she's not young. She's maybe, I guess she's supposed to be like 16 in the movie or whatever, but uh, she looks older and uh, she's not attractive at all whatsoever. So I don't know that this young lady will have much of a career. Uh, and then it's about this girl escaping or trying to escape and somebody helps them and now the outlaws are after them and you gotta fight the outlaws you know and she's uh i don't know getting pursued by them tom knocked off for a little while but he's trying to come back on and there he is but he's got a big pause button in front of him for some reason but that's gone now this movie there was a it was competent, I guess you can say. You know, it looked good. It had some good cinematography, but you just didn't give a shit. You know, it's like, who cares? You know, these bad guys are, they're just, you know, caricatures of bad guys. And like, where are they getting all their fucking supplies from? Why is there a town, an abandoned town on the Oregon Trail where people would just take to go from place to place. There's not supposed to be fucking anything on it, much less the ghost town. You know, so... I don't know. Um, like I said, it would have been an okay western, but at one point, the main villain, he's fucking set on the fire. And he's just, like, out. And he's on fire. Like, he's burned to death. But now nah, that fucker gets up and, you know hassles them some more, all burnt up and shit. Tom would have loved it, because, you know, burn effects are Tom's thing. It's another three movies. It's just not, you know, it's not good, but it's not bad. Yeah, this fucking sucks. You know, just a whole lot of mediocrity this year, and this is another one to throw on that pile. I, I can't recommend it, I'll say that. Oregon Trail. Fuck it. I'll drive. <laughs> oh, I tried to switch the microphone or fix the microphone, but there's nothing I can do. Can you see? Can you hear that it sounds shitty? It sounds a little better now. Oh, all right. Everybody stuck. I think they're just, you know. Oh, no, well, they're saying the sound sucks. I guess I was saying you suck, but, uh, <laughs> you know, Jake shared it. That's good enough. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, shit, Joe. I watched a movie called The Resurrected. This is a uh, HP Lovecraft adaptation directed by Dan O'Bannon, the dude who directed uh, Return of the Living Dead. This one's about a, uh, a lady. She hires a private detective. She's like, hey, 
my uh, husband been spending all his time working on a secret project. He bought this fucking house away from the country so him and this other dude can, you know, do research there. And uh, it turns out he's fucking conjuring up fucking mutants or resurrecting bodies or some fucking shit. I don't know. HP Lovecraft fucking sucks. <laughs> the creatures in this are pretty cool, but it's all fucking shot weird. Like the big fucking climax in these catacombs. They made the decision to just light everything with the flashlights they're carrying. And that fucking sucks. And then there's some weird digital effects over some of the creatures. I don't know if it was just not greatly uh, shot stop motion, but this movie was almost cool. It's uh, just, it didn't hit for me, dog. Plus, uh, I know I'm happy they didn't mention Mescatonic University, so that kind of gets the point, but it was a bunch of bullshit, and I just really didn't give a fuck, Joe. And if you give a fuck, I will have it in my uh, Blu-ray box at the old Houston Horror Film Fest pop-up market. Yeah, like I said, I think I've seen this one, but I don't remember it, so I guess it didn't strike a chord, as they say with me. I don't know. Like, if you like monsters and shit, watch it once for the monsters, but... Fuck monsters. Anything with monsters, I don't even want to watch it. <laughs> yeah. I thought there's some pink Godzilla coming out soon, so, yeah, fuck it. I would say that's more purple. And speaking of Godzilla X-Kong... You know, I don't know what uh, Kong's Little Manila is supposed to call, but uh, if we can call that guy, start a petition, or just start it to call him Little Pingo, that would be great. Because I don't know why the fuck I thought of that, but as soon as I see that stupid fucking thing, and I said, oh, look, it's Little Pingo. Well, so. as soon as I saw that, I thought, oh shit, they went the baby group route. So no, it's Manila. It's just Kong's Manila. Oh, I don't know what the fuck that is. The little fucking, uh, or I mean, uh, Manila is like little Godzilla, you know, with the big eyes and, ooh, I'm Godzilla's baby. You remember that one. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. So that's what little Pingo is, you see. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fuck. Is it you or me? Me. I'm already done with this shit. Okay, so I watched uh, some episodes, or I gave a shot to what people were fucking raving about early in in the year, and it's a Netflix miniseries called The Fall of the House of Usher. And you mentioned this guy earlier, uh, and I already forgot his name, and I mentioned it earlier, but he did uh, Midnight Mass the miniseries that everybody raved about like a year or two years ago vampire shit and it was okay and then the vampire came out and then it was stupid it was really <laughs> dumb after that now this one it's dumb right off the bat you know it's this guy telling story telling a story to this uh da that's been after him this guy's a billionaire and he has a pharmaceutical company and this da has been after him for a long time trying to bring him down for you know, putting out drugs that are hurting the public and shit. 
and as he's telling the story, Tom, there's ghosts standing behind the guy, you know, like scary looking decomposed bodies and shit. And he starts talking about his children and everybody's a piece of shit. But he's got children like like multi-ethnic children, Tom. So, you know, so everybody That's has nice. a place in the sun, you know. He's got some Arabic kid. He's got, I don't know if this one's a Chinese, but this one's definitely gay. And this one's definitely bi. And this one, because they don't want to pay both the Mexican and the black. So they've got this black Cuban in there you know all these people are his children Tom and uh well they're they're all pieces of shit too because they're all privileged rich children and each episode one of them's dying he's recounting the way the spirit is chasing after them and in between that it's telling his backstory you know he did something him and his sister did something horrible to amass their fortune but who gives a fuck? First episode, there was no hook. I didn't give a shit about anybody. There was nothing there to intrigue me. Second episode, all right, this has a little gore, but still, the story fucking sucks. Third episode, even Lisa's ready to tap out of this shit, and it's like, good, we're never, you know, fuck it. It's not going to get any better. There's a lot of Poe references, you know. So instead of just doing the House of Usher story, they're mixing in other little stories, but updating them, you know, giving them a, a modern-day flair, Tom. Or just, you know, hey, they'll just show a raven sitting there. Oh, shit, that's awesome, a raven. It, oh, fuck, this guy's name is Roderick, you know. Oh, you know, who gives a shit? And, man, people that were just sucking the dick out of this episode... I mean, not ep- the whole series. And th- I think it's like eight episodes. Like, fuck, the same shit over and over and over. Just like, how's this prick going to die? Who cares? Who gives a fuck? I don't. And I'm not going to finish it. And just like this guy, he can go fucking sit down right next to Ty West. And the fucking little bench of people that I'm never going to watch any of the other shit they ever do. And uh, Flanagan, that's his name. Flanagan fucked me again. That's what he did. You know, but not all the way. You only got the tip in this time, Flanagan. I'm <laughs> Fall of the house of... Get the fuck out of here. Y'all are all stupid, man. Oh, Joe. New, uh... Christmas horror movie on good old Shudder from the fine people at Shudder, Joe. Shudder. It's a wonderful knife. Have you heard of it? I've seen people posting about it recently, but I'm not reading their posts. I'm just like... (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, I heard an early review for this. And they said, oh, the guy who made Tragedy Girls made this. And I said, all right, I thought Tragedy Girls was pretty cool. I'll check this one out. Ah, this guy sure does like to make fucking effeminate movies there, Joe. So, this one's about a lady and her gay brother. 
and her lesbian sister and uh, her lesbian sister you know I haven't heard anybody bring this up because you know they have class <laughs> but the fucking the lesbian sister who's played by uh, Ginger Snaps and uh, Freddy vs. Jason and what's uh, yes Virginia there is a Santa Claus that lady she looks older now but anyways her wife she has like this big ass Pluto birthmark from the Hills Have Eyes remake on her face and nobody brought that up anywhere because oh you know it's inclusive and <laughs> I was just like I see what you're doing here It's cause you're one of these everybody's like okay I get it that's nice of you but no, you don't have to shoehorn everything into this fucking movie and uh, you know I guess he did so there would be an audience because the movie's kind of lame but a lot of it has to do with that pandering shit so uh it's kind of has the feel of a Hallmark Christmas movie so uh this girl she uh her dad's like the second to a real estate agent played by Justin Long and somebody won't sell their house Justin Long dresses up as a killer he kills people she fucking kills him and that's like the first 15 or so minutes and then uh fucking we go a year later everybody's doing great except her because her friend died and she killed this guy so like everything's fucked she looks up in the sky and sees an aurora borealis joe and she says i wish i was never born <laughs> and then she goes into the other timeline to where she was never born and all oh, she needs to find out who the killer is and kill the killer so she can get back to her time but while she's there, she forms a lesbian relationship with the weirdo girl of the town. And then they kill the killer. And she says, Oh, I want to go home, Aurora Borealis. And she does. She wakes up. The parents are like, Oh, I'm sorry we didn't let you heal and all that shit. Let's have a Merry Christmas. So they're all having a fucking Merry Christmas. And she says, oh, oh no, lesbian, I gotta go see her. Cause she was gonna kill herself on Christmas cause she didn't have any friends and family and shit. So she goes back and oh, turns out she somehow has all the memories from her not being in that other timeline. But it was a Christmas miracle and she got it. They went inside, probably had box lunches and that was the end. Very, very pandering movie this was, Joe. <laughs> uh, I thought it was okay, and then I just thought, uh, yeah, this is very, very pandering, so fuck you. Go watch Tragedy Girls instead. Unless you just absolutely need a new holiday Chris or a Christmas horror movie to watch this year, but there's no kills. Or anything really worth a shit. Shudder.
thumb. Uh, the last one that I watched is uh, this called Orders. Look at that cover. Look at this cast box here. Yeah. So Orders. And I was looking for a poster of it to share on a little review that I do on on Facebook. Couldn't find anything, so turns out it was renamed the Horde. So where did I get this? I think uh, I think Slasher Dave gave this to me, along with a bunch of other movies, about two or three years ago. Hey, take these so you can review them on the show. Yeah, it's taken me a while with Metal Dave. Sorry, but uh, yeah, this is the last one I think he gave me. And uh, yeah, they've all sucked, by the way. Dude. Um, this one is no exception. This is a a mockumentary, Tom. You know, one of your favorite genres. And what they are mocking this time is uh, reality shows. So there's a famous show called Hoarders already. You know, and it's been going on. I I saw for like 11 seasons, maybe longer, which just follows people that hoard shit. And it also, at the same time, mocks the the shows where people go into haunted places and, hey, is there any spirits here, you know? Oh, I thought I heard something over there. I'm definitely feeling a presence. Uh, Yeah, so all that bullshit, that's what this is about. It's a paranormal team that goes to haunt orders places that... (laughs) have haunted shit that they've accumulated anyway it, it's set up looks like a reality show and it sounds like a reality show and that part of it they fucking did a good job on that like whoever did that should probably go work on real reality shows <laughs> better job of that but like real reality shows there's a lot of filler like in reality shows where they'll just take some time and show like the skyline of a place or just show outside for a while or just show the cast walking. They do that a lot. And I'd say that eats up like 15 minutes of the movie, you know, so they got their runtime up to a feature just by doing that shit. Um, holy shit. Okay, so there's one guy that's really good. The guy whose house they go to to look at all his hoarded shit. That guy's badass. He's a really good actor, and uh, I'm surprised to see him in this movie. You know, I don't know who the fuck he is, but the thing is, he makes everybody else look like shit. You know, makes them look like the amateurs that they are, the no-talent hacks that they are, that probably only in this movie because they're friends with the director or whatever. Look, if you're an independent filmmaker and you got somebody in your movie that can really fucking act kick them the fuck off get them out of there because it's gonna make your movie look even worse than it actually is it's they're all they're gonna say is they got one guy with talent you make all your other schlubs look even worse you know so do your friends a favor kick that motherfucker out you know just you know be polite you know hey you're too good for this you gotta go and uh i'm looking out for you yeah it, it, even you know we know this is not a good movie you know we know everybody sucks you know they don't know they suck they think they're fucking great they think they're gonna go on to do big shit someday you know hey they were an extra on transformers 3 you know 
Uh, fuck, the independent film people, man. They are some delusional fucks. Uh, I'm talking about the actors. I think a lot of the, no, even some of the directors and shit, they think they're fucking making art. They think they're making, don't dare criticize some shit they did, because, oh, fuck. You know, they're going to release the dogs on you. I don't know. But anyway, fuck this movie. The Horde. I think there's already a movie named The Horde, too. Not even that old. Oh, there, Joseph. I watched a movie called Onyx, the Fortuitous, and the Talisman of Souls. Ah, so after watching this movie and posting about it, people said, oh yeah, this is a YouTube guy. It's like a YouTube character that uh, this guy does, and he crowdfunded this movie. So this is a horror comedy. Uh, it looks and sounds pretty good. You know, the worst thing is when you're watching a comedy and not a goddamn thing about it funny, Joe. (laughs) (laughs) There's no, uh, no worse time you're gonna have in life than, uh, you know, someone just thinking it's funny and it's just not to the person that's taking in their brand of humor. So this one's about a fucking dork-ass bitch. He dresses like a fucking... I don't know. I want to say like a... (coughs) Maybe like a 2000s goth raver girl. It's fucking weird. And uh, he wants to win this contest that uh, there's five people who will win and he'll go to like an Anton LaVey type person and they'll do witchcraft shit together. So he gets picked. The Anton LaVey guy is played by Jeffrey Combs. And, uh, you know, it's just him getting ready to do this ceremony and the other guy. And there's cool ass looking puppets in it. Like these fucking ghoul things. Like there's one that's a lady with red hair. Like these puppets look really fucking cool. Like way better than they should be for this fucking movie. So the puppets are fucking awesome. Everything else about this movie is fucking horrible. The dude made the decision that... Hey, I'm going to deliver my lines like this and just move my face like this and just keep talking like this the whole time because it's funny. Christ. He's the main fucking character. He wrote, directed, produced, starred in this fucking thing. He thought it was the god... The god... This guy just thought this shit was so fucking... Like, if you do some shit like that, you have to be a piece of shit in real life. (laughs) Just to think, like, 
that much of yourself like oh yeah this is the best ever oh it was fucking awful 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 the comedy was awful just him talking in that stupid fucking voice uh like i got up it was about 15 minutes and i was just like i normally don't turn shit the fuck off but this is turning right the fuck off so i pick up the remote and right when i do it just starts flashing like pictures of all these puppets and i was like fuck now i gotta sit around so i can see what these fucking things actually look like i don't want to say i'm glad that i did because the movie is fucking terrible like it should not look and sound as good as it does and have all these sorry this shit makes me want to puke and have all these dope ass fucking puppets in it but oh dude it was so painfully fucking unfunny that's why I was just like I hit you up I'm just like kind of looks familiar hey Joe this ain't your buddy that works at Frightmare is it you said nope alright so good to go Fuck this piece of shit. One of the worst of the fucking year, easily. It is just... Ah, if you're a dickhead, you might like it. Check it out, but... God damn. (sighs) Ah. So, Joe, did you know that uh, George Kennedy is not John Kennedy's brother? Wait, what? Huh. He's not. Did you know that George Kennedy was married four times, twice to the same woman? did not know that but it's always curious when people do something like that the pussy must have been good as they say yeah did you know that George Kennedy enlisted in the army and served for 16 years I knew some of those you knew what I knew he was enlisted for a while. I didn't know he was enlisted that fucking long. And he served under George C. Scott. Hmm. He was born in New York City Hmm. and died in Idaho of a long heart condition that he had. I guess he had heart disease or some shit. And, uh... What else do I remember? He won an Oscar. Can you believe that? No. He won an Oscar. And that means absolutely nothing. As we are about to tell you. Because we watched the Roger Corman produced picture. Wait, I was going to say through the looking glass. But that's not what this is called. What's this? This is called... The terror within. <coughs> so, hey, nope. 
Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna ask if you like alien ripoffs, especially ones that suck dick. We'll get to that. So this is a film that takes place in the future, a possible future. The world has suffered some sort of calamity, especially in California, the desert, where this is filmed. The same desert where a lot of alien landscapes or a lot of Star Trek episodes that are supposed to be on an alien world were filmed in this particular desert. Uh, There's a cave they'll go to at one part early in the film that's uh, used in a lot, a lot of films. Makes me wonder if Hollywood has uh, some kind of, you know, property, you know, ownership there or whatever. But anyway, humanity's been kind of decimated. We got uh, people living in underground shelters and trying to communicate with other underground shelters. And what are they doing? Some kind of science research, you know? I don't know, but there's people maybe that are living on the surface world, you know, but maybe they're irradiated or something. Or if not, you know, if they're not dying from radiation or something, there's some creatures out there that they call goblin. Now that's gargoyles. Gargoyles. Yeah. Not goblins, gargoyles. And uh, you gotta watch out for them gargoyles. But, you know, as they're researching, they send people out. All of a sudden, they're missing. So what do you do? You send more people out, you know, and your dog. And, uh, you know, they come across a, a lady just running around, you know, and they like, say, hey, well, we got to bring her back to camp. And she's just looking all bug-eyed and crazy, you know. There's a creature out there, a gargoyle. And we only see this gargoyle so far, thankfully, through gargoyle vision. You know, we see the, the monster's POV. Anyway, they get back to the base, you know, and hey, this lady's pregnant, you know, we brought in. All right, well, let's, uh, well, wait a minute. There's something wrong here. Let's fucking kill it. Yeah. So abortion's still a thing, you know, and it's still legal. Anybody that was worried about it being made illegal, this movie shows in the future, it's safe. You know, it's still, you ladies can kill your babies as often as you want. Uh, this lady, Thanks, George Kennedy. She doesn't have a choice. You know, they're going to kill it. But, you know, as they're cutting into it, oh shit, the fucking creature comes out. Sounds seems like she's <laughs> from one of them gargoyles and it runs off and they're trying to find it and shit. While they're doing that, a gargoyle, a big grown one, busts in the place. And we see a little too early on what this creature... I think it was that one grown up. Was it? I think it rapidly. Because I remember there was. Oh, grows. The bust in from the the shaft or whatever. (laughs) I think that one was trying to get in. Okay, so this one grows up real quick, you know, within a day or five minutes our time. It's grown, you know, and it wants to fuck. You know, it wants to make another gargoyle. What do you do? How do you do that? By fucking women. Whichever women are there. And, uh,. Well, we see the suit early on, the gargoyle suit, and man, does it suck. This is one shitty monster. Uh, And then from there, it's like, hey, let's break up into teams. We don't have weapons because this is not a military-style base, so we got to make whatever weapons we can to deal with this gargoyle. And then they hunt it down. It knocks up our, our main character, 
Andrew Stevens, it knocks uh, his woman up, you know, and she kills herself, you know. <laughs> and then, hold on. <laughs> oh, that, that lady's getting the business from the monster. And George Kennedy says, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to take care of this. You uh, go around back, and while I distract the monster, you pull her away. So he says, hey, over here, monster. What about me? So then they pull her away, and then the monster tries to get George Kennedy pregnant. It's fucked up, Joe. This movie sucks, except for that part when George Kennedy got fucked by a monster. <laughs> and, you know, the rest of it is the rest of it, you know. Uh, like Tom said at the beginning of this, this is a <coughs> definite alien ripoff, you know. Some of the characters are definitely lifted from from Alien. The Harry Dean Stanton and Yafet Koto, they've got two characters that are exactly like them. The thing with not having weapons, the whole fucking chest bursting scene, and the rapid growth of the alien. Definite, definite ripoff without a budget, you know, without any actors to sell it, except for George fucking Kennedy. God damn, it's like the magic of this man, the reason we're doing these films is that he's either too dumb to know that he's in a shitty movie. Or he's just such a dedicated actor that he's going to give it his all no matter what. And that's what he does here. You know, and again, like Hoarders, you don't put an actor of that caliber in with a bunch of fucking garbage. You know, he's just too good. He's too good for this, you know. And he's a big guy, too. So I thought, man, he's going to fucking, that alien's not going to fuck George Kennedy. Nope. <laughs> this guy right in the balls and no well that didn't happen unfortunately you know because they were going for realism here um uh yeah i would warn anybody to watch this don't watch it if you're even a little bit tired because i fell asleep twice on this fucker uh it takes shit like 30 minutes and it's an hour and 30 minute movie it takes 30 minutes before it gets rolling and even then it's not very exciting you know it's just kind of like you're well fuck I've watched 30 minutes let's see where this goes oh shit that monster looks horrible oh god damn now it's crawling through the fucking air ducts and it looks even worse crawling <laughs> yeah it looks like a really really discounted version of the uh, beast from beast and you can see like the actor's eyes through it so it just looks goofy and it has this weird little upturned pig nose and shit and the body just looks like it was carved out of foam just really static and just like a really really piss poor version of the beast from beast and it was mm, not not good and they show it a lot they're showing like then they have it in like a bunch of smoke and flashing red lights where you can't see it well you should have done that at the beginning and then disappoint us you know don't disappoint us the first time you see it you know build up to that disappointment 
Yeah, uh, I mean, this is just your typical Roger Corman slap out a fucking product quick so we can make a couple bucks and move on to the fucking next disappointment. But yeah, like you, I was having a hard time staying awake. This is the second time I've seen this. And uh, yeah, I was just starting to fall asleep. And I was like, oh, now I remember this one. Fuck, stay up, you fuck. So I have four. I think it was on a double disc with uh, maybe Dead Space. Uh, yeah, one of those Corman classic things where it was two Corman movies on one. But uh, I guess I got to rewatch Dead Space and see if uh, if it's gonna go in the uh, in the old box like Hoarders will that you can buy at the Houston Horror Film Festival's festive holiday attraction coming in two weeks. Nah, you know, usually be like, oh, hey, the dog in the movie is pretty good. I mean, this dog looked kind of fucking stupid because of how the markings on its face were. Eyebrows made him look kind of, you know, the markings that made it look like he had, like, Groucho Marx eyebrows. But say, hey, stick a cigar in that fucking dog and let's see him do some impressions. Yep, so the dog just looks silly looking. And then there was like one scene where uh, they show the dog walking and then you cut to the next shot. Or no, they show the dog walking and then sit down and then you cut to the next shot and the dog's up and walking. And they keep teasing you like, oh, the dog's going to get it. The dog's going to get it. Thankfully, it doesn't. But, uh, yeah, not even the fucking dog could save this one. It was, uh, I would appreciate it if we never do, like, hey, we're gonna watch some Roger Corman movies. I'll say, hey, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. <Be> Corman. That's <laughs> <laughs> tough. Alright. Mm. Alright, so, uh, Terror Within 2 is directed by Andrew Stevens. Uh, who is the star of this one and that one also features his mom Stella Stevens I've never watched this movie I, I wanted to initially do this as like uh, we're going to cover both of these but Tom said hey I just talked about those I must have not been listening at that point but uh, no, I'll watch that at some point but not anytime soon Sometimes. I'm tired all the time now So, uh, what George Kennedy masterpiece are we getting in the next week? One of the Naked Guns? No, we should. I mean, uh, that's up to you, Tom. I didn't want to overburden you with George Kennedy with his extensive library, which there's so much good stuff on there. But uh, you, you know, bitched at me last time. That, oh, that's not a horror movie. Why are we doing belly? Uh, so keeping it horror and we are watching death ship from 1980 joe you know me i love spider-man and all things spider-man especially chairs you do tom quick uh, overview Marvel 2 and 1 or Marvel team up I'm sorry and I don't know what issue this is 
But this was the strangest shit. This one had Spider-Man teamed up with the not ready for primetime players. Do you know who they are, Tom? Oh, I think it's something Saturday Night Live related. Peter Parker went to a fucking uh, live broadcast or whatever when they're filming fucking went with Mary Jane again and then fucking ditched her as the action goes on and him and fucking John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd and Gilda Radner and whoever the fuck are fighting against the Silver Samurai goddamn guess who was the host of Saturday Night Live for that uh, episode they were filming Tom Uh, Wolverine Stan the Man Lee Marv Wolfman was really kissing some ass in this one but yeah so that sucked uh, Spectacular Spider-Man he, uh, it's the second part of him with uh, Moon Knight fighting the Cyclone or some French fuck uh, they beat him and then I read Amazing Spider-Man's whatever we're on 187 I don't know 352 186 186 and this felt like a fill-in issue. This felt like a, I guess what they call a, a cabinet issue. Something they just keep for when somebody else, you know, when they can't meet the deadline. But it's not. It's a Marv Wolfman thing. And what the hell happened? Spider-Man saves a guy on a rooftop. He's the chameleon. The chameleon. He saves the chameleon. And... You know, the media is like, hey, Spider-Man's not such a bad guy. And the district attorney says, hey, we've been after you because of uh, Captain DeWolf's murder or whoever the fuck. But uh, you're clear. You know, you're all right. Oh, so now Spider-Man can swing around in the day without having to worry about being asked by cops. He fights the fucking chameleon. The chameleon's up to his tricks. He pretends he's an old lady. And Spider-Man punches an old lady in front of everybody. That's pretty funny. But, uh, not funny enough. Yeah. He beats the chameleon. There's some other fucking villain in the shadows. We were supposed to give a fuck who that is, but we don't. We really don't. Spider-Man's... God damn, we're close to 200 issues of shit. Of just fucking garbage. How did this guy become a fucking, you know, such a sensation? Right now, like, we're in the era of the covers where it says, American TV TV sensation. Something like that shit. (laughs) They had the Spider-Man show, you know, the the first live (laughs) Spider-Man. It wasn't Electric Company. Uh, He shoots ropes, you see. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, though, so do I. (laughs) it's a comfortable chair though Uh, this also marked uh, the first issue that's penciled I don't know if he stays the regular penciler Keith Pollard who has done some really nice covers in his time but this wasn't one of them and he has never been known to me at least for his interior art and yeah there's nothing special about his art here a little amazing though I wouldn't say that <laughs> well Joe you got some bad news 
Yeah, you told me about it. Yeah, the majority of people voted to uh, keep the uh, keep the fucking top five list. So of uh, have to do it every fucking week. Of course they did. Feel free to hit up the old Facebook page or you know leave a comment on one of the videos letting us know a top five list that you would like to that would help us out because nope. uh humble podcasters here you know with some ideas because we're stretched thin you know my and audio doesn't even work so <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, this week, you know, just in the fly, hey, I don't think we've ever done drug movies. Hey, we have, but that's all right. And it's your fault for you guys saying, hey, keep the top five list. Okay. Better throw fucking suggestions at us, dickheads. Drug movies at number five. I have Altered States, which even the title is drug-related, you know, an altered state of consciousness. Get it? Eh? It's about doing psychedelics and shit, and then... I don't know, it fucks your mind up so much you regress physically along with all the fucking mental shit. I don't know, I like the movie. It's a drug movie, and it's number five. I have the PCP classic, Joe. Race War the Remake. It would have been number one, but I'm not that big of a cunt. Big enough to have it on your list, though. Well, since we're not doing honorable mentions, you see. Right. At number four, I have the uh, award, multi-award winning movie, Traffic. Uh, I need to go back and watch this again, make sure it's as good as I think it was. But I remember really liking it. It encompasses different uh, avenues of, uh, of drug use and, uh, and its effect on society now. I thought it was pretty good. My number four is the marijuana classic. It doesn't hold up like it used to. I remember watching it a couple years ago and just going, but it's a classic, so half-baked. I have no interest in watching it ever again. At number three, I have Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, which is a fun movie about doing drugs. Now, I know a lot of you are probably surprised that I would pick this movie since it's starring a wife-beating piece of shit, but it's a fairly good movie, and, you know, I hated to see everybody turn on that poor young lady. Why would somebody lie about such a thing? You guys just beat her because you're lovers of of the mystique of Johnny Depp or whatever fuck him Uh, but this is a good movie carried along by Benicio Del Toro I think he's the one that makes the movie he also made the movie Traffic he's two of two on my list with old Benicio Uh, number three, I have Cheech and Chong's next movie. It's called that because it was their next movie, you see. I do. My eyes didn't know. It was the trivia that they wanted. 
At number two, I have The Insider, which is about the drug known as nicotine. And this could be is about the manipulation of nicotine levels in cigarettes to addict America and keep them fucking smoking. Good movie. Really fucking excellent movie. My number two, I have the marijuana classic, How High. You want a review for it? Click up there. Just kidding. I'm not going to do the link. But there is a fucking uh, review for it if you go dig through the old archives. And at number one, I have a movie that's been on several of my number one lists. And it is Boogie Nights. And this movie shows how drug makes a powerful and detrimental impact on the entertainment industry. Hmm. My number one is a classic. And that is brain damage. It's about Elmer's juice, you see. And that boy becomes addicted to it, sucking on that blue wiener. Mm-mm-mm. Takes some kind of person to come up with that kind of thing, huh, Joe? Some kind. <laughs> oh, well, tune in next week where we'll hopefully have a uh, listener-suggested list. And if not, oh, it'll be a surprise and we'll be about as enthusiastic about it as we was with this one. <laughs> So again, welcome to the long December. I hope it's as miserable for you as it is for us. <laughs> Head on over to dwnproductions.net. Masks, bus, props, custom work. Maybe you want a custom crow. If you hit me up asking for that, I will say no. But it's worth a shot dwnproductions.net and after that head on over to fastcustomshirts.com where you can see page after page after page of shirts that you can purchase or not you know you can just bookmark them for later and not purchase them later as well hey you know go pick out some Christmas presents just don't you know email me the next day I order when it's going eventually it'll get there uh, custom work hit me up if you need custom work i am traditionally dead right now but i'm still pretty busy which is cool uh but january traditionally dead then so hit me up keep me busy fuckers everybody enjoy your week i hope it's a good one here's the hope and i get the internet shit worked out and until next time boy god December and there's reason to believe maybe this year will be better than the last I can't remember the last thing that you said as you were leaving now the days go by so fast 
It's one more day up in the canyons. And it's one more night in Hollywood. If you think that I could be forgiven, I wish you would. Na 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 na. Na 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 The smell of whispittles in winter Feeling that it's all a lot of oysters but no pearls All at once you look across a crowded room To see the way the light attaches to a girl One more night up in the canyons And it's one more night in Hollywood if you think you might come to California, I think you should. Na na na. Na 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 na. Go up to Hillside Manor sometime after 2 a.m. And talked a little while about the year. I guess the winter makes you laugh a little slower. Makes you talk a little lower about the things you could not show her. A long December and there's reason to believe Maybe this year will be better than the last I can't remember all the times I tried to tell myself Hold on to these moments as they pass It's one dead day up in the canyon And it's one more night in Hollywood It's been long since I've seen the ocean I guess I should ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Na 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 na